Hello and welcome to the New Day Podcast, where we talk about life and how to deal with what it throws at you. I'm Ian here in Salt Lake City, a learning and development nerd with a passion for communication technology and sharing my road to Zen. With me as always, my partner in crime. I'm Angela and I am a kind of stay-at-home mom and grandma. Uh, I've had... I, I don't think you're going to be able to claim that anymore. <sighs> okay, I'll, I'll think of a new tagline. I've had many careers over the years. Most of them have taught me about life, people. We, uh, we we finally tracked down the elusive Ronan, the, the fourth member of the posse. I haven't been running or hiding. He, he ventured from the north it, to that's spend it. some time it's, with it's us. It's a long drive. It is. It and is. you last time we were going to have you on, you actually were helping your dear wife, Stephanie. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I was. It was right as school starting. She's a teacher, mm-hmm. uh, high school math teacher. So with everything COVID going on, she was starting a new school. Mm. It was... More important for me to be kind of there supporting her and getting how, her moved in. How is she doing this year? It, it's an interesting year, and I, I think that's a, a question you'd have to ask her, mm. especially with her being up at Davis County. She's in Davis County School District, and there's been a lot of changes going on yeah. within just that school district. Stephanie, I met both of you at Christmas. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and you did. In fact, yeah. I'd never met Josh in person. Chandler in person. I I met all of you at the same time at Christmas. So that's still and now to be fair, I think you were like twice the person you are now. Then uh, yeah, thirty three percent less of a person now. Yeah, look at him; he's got it down to the percentage. I know. Now. It was like <laughs> he did math. the math. I was bored. He Your wife would like... be so proud. Actually. She would be. I say he doesn't like math. That's weird. I know. I'm not a math person at all. But Spencer has joined us. I'm happy to be here. We are excited to get you on, and you, me, and Josh had gone to lunch back mm-hmm. in June-ish, I want to say. Has it been that long? I think so. I think so, yeah. I think it was right about June when things started to open yeah. back up. Yeah, yeah. And we, wow. we were sitting there having lunch and talking about topic ideas, and Josh, we came up with the mindset idea that we had, and yours, you shared habits. Habits, yeah. Yeah. Initially, we were going to do it together because they just kind of fit together. I actually like that we're doing them separate. Yeah, me too. Because, A, we get to spend more time with you. Usually, it is a package deal. Yeah, normally, you have to get the Josh and the Spencer. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of weird to have you show up and not have Josh. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) He's at a children's birthday party he's not welcome at. Oh, well, that's... I'll let you unpack that one. That's a story. We'll we'll have to do that off air. When Josh comes yes, back. Yes, we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to figure that one out. Sorry, now he's got us laughing. <laughs> anyway, habits. Yeah. Habits. habits. <laughs> How about those habits? No. <laughs> so and, and this is a big milestone for us. So this is show twenty five. Yeah. Hey, you are the twenty fifth show. You get to be on our twenty fifth show. That's pretty cool. Is there an award or a medal that comes with this? Or is um, it just a cookie? A cookie. You have a cookie and a, a drink. A cookie and a drink. Yes. I'll take it. Ange actually was uh, kind enough to bring us drinks from her soda shack, yes. shall we Shall we call it? Yes. I have to tell you, uh, mine, mine has cheesecake in it. Really? Yeah. It's called a Twisted Sister. It has cheesecake, cherry, vanilla, and vanilla cream. I, I chose the wrong one. You chose a Quincha Colada, which is actually very refreshing. No, it's really, really good. So. It's really, really good. I'm, we're not here to, to shill... Quench it, but it is yeah, absolutely okay. phenomenal. Well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> it's right. pretty tasty. When we talk about habits and why we wanted to kind of bring it full circle into everything we've been talking about, one of the books that you shared with me when we were having lunch was Atomic Habits. Yes, I love that book by James Clear. Yes. 
you would mention it to me and I put it on my list. Mm -hmm. I, I have a very long reading list, but then my nutritionist who I've been working with over the last year was like, you really need to read this book. He's like, that's really going to help bring what you've been doing with diet and everything else into full circle. And I was like, you know what? You mentioned it. A lot of people have been mentioning it. It mm -hmm. came up a lot in my summer classes. I'm going to read it. So I actually did just finish it last night. Hey, congratulations. He did homework for you, Spencer. Look at that. That's Done. A <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So I have to ask you, what, what did you think? It's one of those things where a lot of it is very common sense. Mm-hmm. And when you start looking at just the little things you need to do, it makes so much sense. But a lot of it, we don't, we don't think about it from the perspective of, and I love that he identifies you need to really attach it to identity yes. and who you are. Now, for, for people that are not familiar with Atomic Habits, the reason I love this book, and I revisit it every year right before New Year's. Oh, that's New, great. New Year's resolution mm -hmm. is... We, we tend to set goals, but those goals have a definitive end. That's So true. the example that he uses is running a marathon. If you're going to set a goal to run a marathon, you run the marathon, and then what? What's there to keep you going okay. past I that like marathon? That. that makes sense. But if you drill down in that goal, what's the real reason you want to run? You want to be healthy. You want to be able right. to lose weight. Right. So if you attach that to a part of your identity that you want to run a marathon because you're a healthy person. Mm -hmm. Or because you are a fit person, or you're the type of person that runs, you are a runner, mm -hmm. then you're able to more successfully transition past not just the end date of that goal, but make it a, a continuing part of yourself, which I think is why people set goals. Uh, that, that's true. You, you want to change your identity. You want to change who you are and be a better person. The Atomic Habits really drills down into how you can make those, those goals a, a permanent change in your life. Oh, okay. So, and when you really attach that identity, it is a concept that you see in a lot of books when you do a Simon Snack and start with why. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he always attaches it to mission statements and organizations and everything you're doing. You need to start with the why, not the how and <laughs> the what. That is yet another example of how you just bring it into, you know, the golden circle that he attaches yeah. it to. When you think about your, I, you, you've been losing weight this year too. I've been no. trying, yes. No, I successfully too. You've done I was very say, well. You both have done really well with that. I know Josh has done very well this year. Uh, a lot of our circle has done really well with goals this year, and and just starting on some new ventures. Uh, unfortunately, but yes, it'll get me healthy. <laughs> I can do anything to get healthy, so that's where we're at. When you think about why you're doing it, though. True. You have some reasons mm -hmm. that are very personal to you. They are. Mm -hmm. And I would say a big part of it is part of your identity. Uh, there's a lot of truth to that. You know, your your grandchildren yeah. are a big part of who you are and oh, what you do. And I would say for me, just looking and observing you mm -hmm. and your behaviors and things that you're doing right now, that... You mention it every time we start the show. I do. When you're talking about some of the goals that you've set, what are some of the identity things that you think of, Spencer? So when I, I, I set about, I turned 30, realized I was way bigger than I wanted to be, and I wasn't quite where I wanted to be in life, I, I decided just to set my 30 for 30 goals. Oh, I like that. And, you know, I'm straight rip off from ESPN. <laughs> but each one of those goals 
were small little changes I wanted to make in my life mm-hmm. that I would continue for 30 days. And once you're able to develop the habit, right, you move on to the next goal. So back in December when I started this, my first goal was I'm going to start doing intermittent fasting in a small way. I'm just going to go to one meal a day or not even one meal a day at the time. It was I'm just going to have an eating window. I'm going to eat whatever I want within this window. I'm right. not going to control mm-hmm. anything else. Just this one small change. Yeah. And then after 30 days of that and establishing that habit, I was able to change it slightly more. I went from an eating window to just one meal a day. And after 30 days, let's focus on cooking more. Yeah, that's and great. And eating healthier. My husband's a huge proponent of intermittent fasting. You know, and for me, it wasn't so much the the one diet that I was trying to, to pursue. No, yeah. It's what worked for you. But it was finding what worked for mm-hmm. me. Exactly. Uh, one of my favorite quotes when it comes to setting habits or, or goals, uh, I, I I tell my wife, I'm setting a new habit. I'm not setting a new goal because it's that self-identity thing. You know, if I start off by saying I'm setting a new habit, I know this is something that's going to be long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the quote that I refer to is one by Confucius. I don't know if you've heard this one. Okay. But it's an imperfect diamond is worth more than a perfect pebble. Oh, okay. So as you're setting up these habits and the reason that intermittent fasting worked for me is mm-hmm. you're allowed to make mistakes. Right. No, I... And you can get right back on the horse afterwards because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, that 1% change over time is going to add up way more than making a 1% or a 50% change no, and doing I, it I, once. I agree with that. I agree. So in, in well, Atomic you... Habits, he brings up going to the gym. Yep. <clears throat> and I don't know if this is where you were going to go, but he says it's way more important for you to go to the gym, even if you go for five minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Even if you just walk in and then walk out, but you go to the gym because you are a person that goes to the gym daily. Okay. And over time, you're going to see the time that you spend there start to build up more and more, but it's much more important to make that one small incremental change where I'm somebody who goes to the gym daily, even if it's for five minutes. Right. You're creating that habit. You're creating that habit, which is going to grow and snowball from there. Well, you, you have that analogy where they talk about airplanes and getting to their destination and they talk about the airplane 90 percent 95 percent of the time is not on target it's going to end up somewhere else other than its destination but it's Mm -hmm. constantly course correcting and that really is how you kind of have to look at when you're heading towards whatever it is you're heading goal or as a habit and i do like his portrayal of habits and that by constantly applying some form of effort towards what you're wanting to move to, mm-hmm. you're you're constantly adjusting yourself. Mm-hmm. The identity piece for me was something that I hadn't considered for myself. And just seeing me do these huge swings in oh, life with yeah. health over the years. This one, I was like, I really have to do this. One, my body needs it. I'm not nearly as young as I used to be. You can't Uh, tell. (laughs) Bless you. And uh, it's also just I I need to be able to do things I want to do in life, and I need to be able to have my energy. I need to be able to be Mm -hmm. nimble, whether that's doing stuff as part of the network Mm -hmm. with you guys or if it's things that I'm doing with Ange or if it's my educational goals. I'm going to finish my bachelor's in the spring. Yeah. And then I'm moving straight into my master's after that. Yeah. It's a lot of work. <laughs> that, it's deep, a big goal. Hand. But it's stuff that I enjoy doing. 
when I was kind of thinking through the identity piece that I read about earlier this week, I was like, okay, when he mentioned being a learner, that was a big mindset shift for myself. I have not always considered myself a learner. Hmm. See, now I have always considered you a learner. So that's interesting. You know, and sometimes it is good to get that outside perspective. Mm -hmm. um, like Ange right here is saying, hey, Ian, you are a learner. Mm -hmm. Whether you thought of yourself that way or not, you are a learner. Yeah, he is. Uh, but bringing in outside perspective, he talks about having like the accountability oh, uh, person in your life. And mm -hmm. I think it's good to get those outside perspectives. Mm -hmm. Also, it's important to have people in your life. When I called in this week to the show and talked to you guys, I haven't talked to you guys in a while. <laughs> Uh, I was hurt. <laughs> Neither have I because I, I, can't ever, I can't ever get through. I would always call in right as you guys were finishing, so I True. couldn't quite get in there in time. As I do call from time to time and talk to you guys, you guys have been phenomenal supporters in a lot of things I've done this year. Yeah, they have. There's things that I do that I don't, I, I just kind of take as commonplace that I do. It's just part of who I am, just eh, whatever. But you guys really do push me and others in the Ronan family mm -hmm. to be bigger, better people than maybe what we consider ourselves. Thank you, Ian. That, that means a lot because uh, you can ask Chunga. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's what we want Ronan to be. We want it to be a family where we make each other better, where we're constantly pushing each other to be better and make those small decisions in your life. Whether it's you finally make the decision, you know, I'm going to get off the couch. I'm going to go walk around the block. Yeah. I'm just going to go for one walk a day. That's it. Mm-hmm. Those 1% changes add up over time, and you can eventually be the person that mm -hmm. everybody else sees in you. Uh, we, we hear the phrase, you know, you're your own worst critic. Oh, big time. Which <laughs> is very, very true. So seeking that outside perspective to say, mm -hmm. who am I really? What do other people see in me? And reaching the potential that others see, and not just the potential that you prescribe to yourself. Uh, we can go back to what Josh said on the episodes about mindset. Yeah. And, and the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset mm -hmm. saying, oh, I'm not going to learn guitar because I'm not good at music. Mm -hmm. You know, for an example, rather just shift your phrasing to say, I'm going to pick up the guitar and I'm going to play for a little bit because I'm not good at guitar yet. And see, that's a great shift in your mindset and, and even just your phraseology of how you look at things. Now, and, and getting past the mindset, I think this is where the habit really ties into the mindset is mm -hmm. you can have a growth mindset, but you're not really going to go anywhere until you go somewhere. True. Right? I mean, you can set all the goals you want and you can put it on paper and you can have these dreams, but what are you doing to achieve those? And that's brought up in the book quite a yeah. bit is he talks about, you, you know, is it action? Mm -hmm. and, and I can't remember the exact terminology or is it intention? A lot of us get stuck in the intention phase or the planning. Yep. I, I am as guilty of that as anyone. Me too. Where you're, you, you want the perfect plan. Yes. You, you really meticulously, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to research <laughs> it out. If it doesn't go exactly to plan, you just freeze and you get stuck. We, we spend so much time fretting or being scared of what we can achieve. Yeah. That we, we lock ourselves into a, a prison of planning. Mm-hmm. The, the best way I've heard it phrased once was by a really good friend, Mark Richards, who said it's analysis by or it's paralysis by analysis. Oh, okay. So we spend all this time. We, we have to have the perfect plan. If we're going to go start going to the gym, we need to know what we're going to do on Mondays and what we're going to do on Tuesdays mm -hmm. and what we're going to eat and how long we're going to be there, how many reps, how many this, how many that, rather than just going. Go. Go. The yeah. first step is just going and develop the habit that you're going to go. 
if I'm going to, we'll, we'll go back to the guitar. I'm, I'm trying to reteach myself how to play. Because mm-hmm. I used to play all the time. I'd come home from school. I'd play 5, 10, 15 minutes. That turned into hours on end. And then I went to college and kind of got out of habit. Right? Oh, yeah. So now for me, I, I just need to jump right in and learn how to replay. Yeah. Whether that's I get home and it's again. First thing I do, grab my guitar and practice for, for, for five, six seconds. That's those seconds turn into minutes. Those minutes turn into hours. Right. Rather than overthinking and saying, oh, I need to find a teacher first. I need to know what right. song I'm going to play first. I need to know this, this, and this. Just jump in. I agree with that 100% because I think that's the opposite. Uh, that's why me and my husband are so opposite. He has these lofty intentions and he is a planner. He plans everything down to the last detail. I remember when we lived in Houston forever ago, we were planning a trip to Disney World and he had it planned down. Okay, we're going to do, <laughs> you know, he had it planned out day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. And then there's me. I'm like, let's just make a plan to go and let's just play it by ear. That sounds just like Stephanie and I. <laughs> okay, see, so it's not just me. I know how you feel. <laughs> it's not just me. It's like, let's just try it. Let's just jump in. Let's see what happens. And he's a planner and it frustrates him. But there's good to both. But you do actually have to put that those intentions and plans to use. You've got to stop planning at some point and just do. It's interesting that you bring that up because you do need to have both. You do. You need to have a slight structure. You need to know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Because if you just say, I'm going to get I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to get healthy. What are you going to do to do that? Are you going to run? Are you going to yeah. go to the gym? You need a form of structure to play within. But you also need to let go of all the little details and just jump in. Jump in, right. How many good intentions do we have? How many lofty <laughs> achievements do we want to make? But we never even take the first step. We don't. And again, I am guilty of that. I think he's more guilty of that. He's a planner, not as much a doer. And I tend to be the doer and not so much the planner. And I mean, maybe we offset each other that way. Maybe that's a good thing. But you, I agree with you. You do actually have to just jump in and start at some point. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the methods that some other books, I know, I don't remember if this was brought up in Atomic Habits uh, because it's almost December. I need to do my read through in December. But I know that James Duig brings this up in The Power of Habits that you can, it's called habit stacking. Uh, he does bring it he up. He does bring that yeah. one up. So you find habits that you already have mm-hmm. and you identify the habit that you want to, uh, to help build and promote. Mm. And you stack them. So if it's like-minded. So if I wanted to get better at running. Right. I'm going to put my running shoes on top of my car keys. Oh, okay. Because if I want to get going in the day, I have to run, walk past or grab my running shoes mm-hmm. before I can even get to my car to do anything else. Okay. So you attach these other goals that you have with habits that you already have. Okay. The uh, Well, and another one of the examples he used was uh, if you want to be a reader, you want to be somebody that reads when you're making your bed in the morning, you would put your book on your pillow. So that way you're forcing yourself that you would have to pick up the book to read at night as you're getting yes. into bed. Gotcha. So I, I was like, a lot of us don't think about those little incremental changes we can do to help put ourselves in a better position. Yeah, I read a... A book a while ago. And, and by read, I mean listen to. <laughs> you know what? That's still reading. Still counts. Still counts. I, I still count it personally. I count it too. But they pointed out that the average American spends enough time in their car that within two years they have the equivalent hours of a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. And what do we do in our cars most of the time? 
listen to the radio. We listen to the radio. We listen to music. We listen yep. to something, you know, sports talk radio or yep. political talk radio, which is just meant to inflame or to tune everything out. Right. But if we just simply switch from sports talk radio to something like the New Day podcast, mm-hmm. a quick plug. That was my podcasting time. When yeah. I was commuting to work, it was I'd listen to Radio Ronin yep. or TED Talks mm-hmm. or I... I got so tired of radio. Oh, yeah. And as, as Chunga would call it, you know, guys in car commercials yelling at you <laughs> or, or mattress stores that were going out of business for six years. Your friend in the diamond business. Oh, that too. <laughs> Shane Cove. I, I was like, I want to make better use of this time because I would drive 30, 40 mm-hmm. minutes yeah. out to work. And then if I had to go to school and then school to here, that was easily an hour and a half, two hours a day. And it's like, I need to get something out of this time other than just frustrated with the traffic. <laughs> podcasts were where I turned to. Yeah. yeah. And that that's where I started is I started with podcasting. Yeah. Listening to different podcasts while I was commuting. Right. And then I'd find I'd get through my podcast and what was I going to listen to? So mm-hmm. I started listening to more and more books. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Which is, is fantastic. And then you, you get this mindset shift. Yep. Where you want to consume more education, you want to Mm -hmm. consume more to fuel yourself rather than just junk food. Junk food for the brain. Right. I agree with that. So at this point, my my morning commute, I dedicate to a book that's teaching me something. That's great. And then my commute home when I'm trying to turn off my brain and relax a little bit, that's when I can turn on something more fun. That's when I listen to like the Radio Ronins. Right. Or... The New Day podcast would definitely be a morning commute because <laughs> you're, you're learning something. But it's identifying those those habits that you have and doing it. It's called a habit audit. Mm-hmm. A habit audit. Yes. I okay. That be now, there. That's a term I haven't heard. So a habit audit is where you you, you literally just keep track of the different things that you do, do during the week. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to do it over the week to determine what is actually a habit and what's a one-off gotcha. action that you take. And then you classify the ha- habits. Generally, sit down with a neutral third party. Mm-hmm. So, Ian, you would sit down with Angela. Angela, you can sit down with Ian and say, is this habit a good habit, mm-hmm. a bad habit, or a neutral habit? Oh, okay. And then you can start habit stacking with those bad habits mm. to turn them into either a neutral or a positive habit. Oh, okay. So, Ian brought up putting a book on your bed. Going to bed is a neutral habit. It is. It, it's both bad or if you spend a lot of time in bed. It's or it's both good because you need to sleep right. or you spend a lot of time in bed. It's bad, but you can turn it into a good habit by just placing a book on your pillow. Okay. Or if you're somebody who eats a lot of candy, mm-hmm. find a way to habit stack. Maybe put the candy somewhere next to healthy foods, right? Or put it next to keep your your food on the treadmill. I don't know. <laughs> I like that. But find a way to stack a positive habit with a, a bad habit, and you okay. can slowly work through and eliminate. Those bad habits. Okay. The other thing when you're eliminating those bad habits, be forgiving with yourself and realize you're not going to eliminate all those at once. Okay. And, and there's a lot of truth to that because you can't. No, you absolutely can't. Yeah. So find the small habits that mm-hmm. you can start to change. Okay. And slowly work through those and build them up. Okay. It's that 1% change daily makes huge dividends mm-hmm. along the lifetime of a person. Okay. And he mentions, because I have the audio book as well, and if you go to atomichabits.com slash media, he has a ton of handouts there. Mm-hmm. Audit is one of them. It is one of them. Where oh, you can oh. go through and see the tools that he's put out there for people to use. And he talks about the cycle. 
that people use for that where it's yes. the cue, craving, response, and reward. And when you start understanding how that works and you go through the cycles as you're building a habit. So with cue, that's what triggers. It's your habit trigger. Okay. What you then have is the craving. So what is your motivational force? All right. Could be good, could be bad. True. Depending on what the habit mm-hmm. is. And then your response, what the actual habit is. Okay. And then the reward. Mm. Mm. Again, could be good. Yeah. Could be, could bad. be bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it just rinses and repeats as you go through. Mm. Okay. Habit stacking was kind of an interesting concept. It is. My nutritionist brought it up when I went and visited him last week. Mm-hmm. He really mentioned, he goes, I think you're already doing this. And he, I, I hadn't gotten to that part of the book yet. He's like, I really want you to pay attention to that. He goes, I think you're already doing it mm. based on what you've said. Because he every time I would go in and visit with him, he's like, you're doing really well on your diet. And he keeps pushing me to do more exercise. He goes, you're getting to a certain <laughs> point with how well you've done mm-hmm. that to maintain it, you're going to have to put more exercise and into that, it. That makes sense. And it's like, yep, true. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm hitting that point where mm-hmm. there's only so much fat to be lost. And right. then you're going to have to do the rest of that. So he talked about how you're going to have to start putting things into your daily routine to maintain. Well, Yay. and you think, you, <laughs> yeah. think, you think losing's hard. Mm-hmm. Maintaining oh, can it be is. so hard. It, it to me, it is by far much tougher. Mm-hmm. I think with losing and then maintaining, when you get to the point where you've lost it all, you feel like you can re- reward yourself, and that's where exactly. the habits start to yeah. to falter. There's there's truth to that because and that, you feel good. Yeah, and that's the the point of making habits rather than goals. Because if you make it a habit, the first thing you're going to reach for when you go for a snack isn't going to be a cookie or right. Skittles. It's going to be an apple or carrots. Yeah. Or when you get that that craving. You can recognize, oh, this isn't a craving because I'm hungry. It's a craving because I'm bored. I'm bored. Let or... me go for a walk. Let me go do something productive. Or I'm, you know, I'm I'm unhappy right now, and food makes me happy. It or does. So... I just got home from work, and the first thing I've always done is go to the fridge and eat. Fridge and eat. Yep. That was one of the biggest things I had to do was go through my cabinets when I first started doing my diet and get rid of mm-hmm. anything that I snacked on or anything that wasn't truly part of my diet. Yeah. And it was hard. almost kind of soul crushing <laughs> because be. I was like, there's all this stuff I'm throwing away and it's all stuff yeah. I like. Yeah. But oh, yeah. I needed to do it because I was committed to what I wanted to do health wise. And sometimes it takes a dramatic move mm, like that. For sure. Or for me, my work has a snack bar. Oh, mm. So I physically had to move my desk <laughs> to the other end of the building. Oh, good for you. So when I got bored, I didn't get up and go peruse the snack bar. I just stayed at my desk because I didn't want to walk down the stairs. And see, that's awesome. I love that. I, I think he one of the, the good examples he uses of making small changes like that, like just simply moving your desk, is the British cycling team. Yep. Where this is a team that in, was it the, the Tour de France? Yeah. Would always consistently come in the bottom of the groups. Hmm. But they brought in somebody to to recoach the team, to train them up. And the first thing he did was paint the van white. Okay. Which to anybody else seems really, really weird. Why it would you does. paint a van white? It's going to get dirty. And that's exactly that's why, why he painted white. Because it's the little specks of dust and things like that uh-huh. can that can really hang up a bike. Oh, okay. So it's a small one huh. percent change, 
that helps you identify like all the other little particulates mm. that hang you up in reaching your goals. Oh, okay. All right. I like that. It's a big mindset change. Oh, for sure. And then you start making adjustments off of that. And usually you once, go through that. Yeah, usually once you've developed a habit, you're pretty good at sticking to that because it's become a habit. And yes. it wasn't just a temporary goal that you were trying to reach, like you were saying at the beginning. It, it's He brings this up in the book that a habit takes just a little bit to, to, to create. I think it's like three weeks to create a habit. That's what I thought. 21 days is usually yeah, kind yeah. of the accepted the... standard. 21 days to create a habit, but then it takes months oh, yeah. to break a habit. That goes for both good habits and bad mm -hmm. habits. So that that's kind of the power of, of rather than creating goals, create habits. habits. No, I like that. Because they're, they're going to stick. It's a great mindset shift. And then that's the, the other part of that is do that habit audit to see what are the bad habits, what are the good ones, because mm -hmm. you also have to start breaking down little mm -hmm. percent by little percent the bad habits that you have and converting them. You don't need to completely get rid of a habit. You just need to convert it from a position of a bad habit to a good habit. Right. Got that. Okay. In building your habits, you also, he mentions you have to create the right environment. And that goes with the white van. Yeah, the white van. With my home. When I did the diet thing I mentioned, I cleaned out yeah. the cupboards. Yeah. I also went through and I didn't do a huge purchase spree, but I did mm. go and get more of the snapware, the glass containers mm -hmm. for my meal prep stuff. Right. So that way I could go ahead and have my meals ready to go because I good. would meal prep twice a week. Most mm. days I could just grab it, go to work, oh. pop it in the microwave, come home. If I was tired, I couldn't use that as an excuse to stray from the diet. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and convenience becomes a huge factor there. Eliminating excuses. Mm -hmm. Yes. For sure. And as you've gone through in creating some of your habits, what are some other environmental things you've done? I, I mentioned earlier moving my desk is one of them. Yep. Um, it, for me, it wasn't so much environmental things. Okay. It was just making sure that I wasn't presenting myself with more than I could handle and being realistic with myself. Like I mentioned, when I started my diet, I started with just one small change. Mm -hmm. And then, as you said, you build off of those habits. So it was starting with that change, and that, that change is going to snowball into, now I'm going to eat less of this. And now I'm going to eat healthier. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to know how you change as a person. Mm -hmm. And you look back and think, oh my gosh, I used to love eating a whole pizza. And now I can't even, stand I can't even of think of a, a whole pizza. or. No. I used to love this food, and now it's not even a temptation for me. Well, that's great. Because that you change as a person as you slowly change a lot of the things. And it, it is also changing how you refer to yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, again, we, we, this is my big thing about the habits versus goals is you're really drilling down to the personality and the person and the identity of who you want to be. That's true. Because for me, goal setting is a we, – we've all heard this in elementary school, high school, and – the smart goals. <laughs> I wish everybody would throw that out because they're specific, they're measurable, they're time specific, and they're, mm -hmm. they're constrained. Right. They don't really change. Once you achieve that goal, you're done with that goal. And who are you for it? You've done something great. You've achieved one thing, but it, you're no closer to being the person that you want to be or seeing yourself as a person you want to be. Right. Because then you just have to start right back with, okay, well, what's the next goal? What's the next goal? And you're not and then formulating you, new you've goals. You've got to get traction going again and you've got to pick it up again. Whereas when it's a habit, 
you're going to keep going with that and then move into the next habit that you want to develop. I like that. Exactly. So that that's why I listen to this book right before New Year's Eve is because I, then I can evaluate what are the things that I want to achieve. If I want to be somebody who's more educated or more involved, for me, the back half of my, my 30 for 30 was all focused on education. Okay. I want to be more involved and be a good citizen. Mm-hmm. So I've sought out different books and I've said I have to finish this book by this Okay, this I like time that. frame. All right. And then how am I going to get involved? How do I want to be involved? Okay. So identifying those those ways that I can start building a habit of being involved in my community. My next step is going to be, okay, we have a community council or a, a city council. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to get in the habit of going to those meetings or at least reading up on those meetings. No, that's great. So the first step, the small change I can make now is I can read the meeting notes. Oh, yeah. If I make that a part of my life and if that's something I consistently do every Thursday morning, right. I'll go onto the city webpage, read the meeting notes. Right. I'm that much more informed. Of course you are. And then when I get going to the meeting, rather than showing up to a city council meeting and thinking, I have no idea what's going on and I'm so intimidated I can't contribute, why am I here? Right. You know what it is. I've been formed a habit before to mm-hmm. be informed. I like that. It, it makes a lot of these big goals that we have far less intimidating when we break it down that way. 1% changes at a time. If, if I were to say Ian next year or last year, I would have said, Ian, you could have run a, you can run a half marathon. That would have seen. <laughs> Obviously he's never seen me run before, but uh... <clears throat> that would have been something so far outside of your purview that you would have just stopped and shut me down immediately. Probably. Well, you met me at Christmas at Christmas, right? Right. As I started my diet. Yep. And then I didn't see you till February. Mm-hmm. And that's when I came in studio and saw you guys. And at that point, I probably, eh, probably about 20, 25 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think both you and Josh were, I, about I think, there. I think we were all neck and neck, our health ventures we were doing. And then we didn't see each other again till June. So we, we've been going about every three, four months. Mm. As we go through this, when I talked with my nutritionist, mm-hmm. I, I told him, I said, Here, here's where I'm at. My, my original goal weight was I was shooting for 185. Okay. I started at, kind of embarrassed to say it, but I started at 287. Don't be embarrassed. Is where I was at last December. That's you should be. never be embarrassed. Nope. I, uh, it, I mean, heaviest I'd ever been in my life, period, bar none. When I started on that, I thought it was going to take me probably two years to get there. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm now. You're not even a year in. Yeah, not I nine nine and a half months, and I'm twelve pounds away from my goal weight. See, I'm so impressed. Uh, never in my wildest dreams what I thought I mm-hmm. got there. So, I mean, when you talk about exercise now, and and I need to be doing things like that, that's a lot more doable. Mm-hmm. A year ago, not even something I could fathom doing, but now it's, okay, I can do things like that. Yeah. A lot of the times when we get ready to climb Mount Everest, we look at the peak of Mount Everest before we even take <laughs> account true. that we're we're a million miles away. True. So we need to get on that plane first. The, the other thing I would add to what Ian was saying is we need to constantly be reevaluating our goals. And mm-hmm. this is why, again, I don't like these smart goals because, Ian, your goal was to hit... 185 in two years. You're nine months in and 12 pounds away. At this point, would you completely reevaluate 
what your goal weight is or what oh, your I goal did. is? I, I actually talked with my nutritionist because his original, when we sat down, he goes, I would rather you be about 175. Mm-hmm. And 10 pounds difference. And at the time, I was like, my God, 10 more pounds. I'm like, <laughs> trying to kill me? And when I sat down with him last week, I was like, you know what? I think that 175 is doable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he goes, it, it's going to be tough to get that last 10 pounds. Of course. He goes, part of it's your build. And he started kind of going through. And mm-hmm. I, I've just got a really awesome German build <laughs> that has a lot of bone mass to it. That's where he brought in, I need to be doing uh, what is it, the HIT training. High intensity interval training. Thank you. You know what? I get the most out of those workouts. And they're short and they're quick. But man, do you feel those oh, yeah. workouts. And, I and, love them. And he's like, for where you're at age-wise... It's actually going to be better for you. Mm-hmm. That's what I was told. And I'm so. older than both of you, so. <laughs> you can hardly tell. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's this is one of the, the benefits, again, that I would say that forming habits rather mm-hmm. than goals has is yeah. it gives you that flexibility to reevaluate. And that's great. With a goal, you would say, well, I'm at 185. Done. I've got another six months to reach it. I can slow things down. Mm-hmm. Whereas where you're developing a habit, your goal isn't specifically at weight. It's I want to be the I best be, yeah. person I can be. And it's I'm doing this because I am a healthy individual. This is right. something that I am somebody who does this. Yeah, I am now healthy. I eat right. I exercise and I feel good about myself. And I think that's great. So you're going to continue those habits and you can reevaluate and say, you know what? 185, 175. I can get to 175. Oh, yeah. You got that, Ian. Uh, you're the, you're it's, there. Uh, I'm actually excited because it's going to be the lightest I've weighed in a very long time. I, actually, it'll be the lightest I've weighed, I think, since you've known me. Probably. So. I mean, you're already the lightest you've ever weighed since I've known true, you. True. True. Very true. <laughs> I think a big part of the habits that I like that he brought up, too, is the tracking. Tracking is a big component for me. Mm-hmm. Is as I went through and started, you know, using my diet as an example, I had a uh, carb manager is what I used to track everything I ate. Yeah, I had something similar. And everybody's kind of got their thing. Mm-hmm, and sure. that way I knew what I was consuming. I had an idea of mm-hmm. if I was staying in my macros and everything else. Joke with you, but I love my little badges on my phone and my watch. Ian for, needs his badges. I do. Especially since we went into the lockdown back mm. in March, I've been taking my dogs on at least two walks a day. Yeah. They needed it for you, their you health, said, too. You said the W word. I know. They're going to want one soon. <laughs> it's about getting about that time of day anyways. <laughs> they get one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. That has been part of my success with this as well, is yeah. I've increased my activity just through that. And that's a great way to increase activity your activity. And then that's another great example of a small change. Right. It's not, hey, I'm going to go to the gym for an hour every day nope. around people that are extremely fit. It's, I'm going for a walk. Uh, that's he, all. He he constantly will ask when I go in and visit. He's like, well, what are you doing? And I just kind of smile at him. He's like, you're still just walking your dogs. I'm like, yep, sure am. But again, you're doing it. You're mm-hmm. doing something. You're making a habit of doing something. And the fact that I am more successful than about 95% of his patients Which with what I've been doing, he can't argue. True. So. I, you can't argue with those small changes. Mm-mm. Uh, well, I, there's another quote I love, and I, I can't remember for the life of me who said it, so you'll have to 
to edit this later and, and put <laughs> no, you're it in. Good. The more I think about the little things, the more I realize there are no little things. Uh, this was first quoted to me using the example that, oh, you need to be super obedient because anything can throw you off. Mm. But at the same time, the power of the little things to have a positive influence in your life are phenomenal. Oh, of course they are. The first few steps of a walk, whether you just go around the block, I'm sure those walks that you're taking your dogs on have gotten longer and longer and longer mm-hmm. as you get better and better. First bunch that we did, I guess it was about April when we started. It had to warm up just a little bit. We would only go around this one block. And then it was we'd go, mm-hmm. go around two blocks. And now we do about a mile and a quarter. Yeah. We have our path. And then it became we started doing it twice a day. This is great. And there's a lot of days we actually now do three. Act- mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the black one gets a little mm-hmm. uh, antsy. Yeah. The black now, lab. I, I would venture to guess, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ian, mm-hmm. but if you miss a day, something feels weird. Like it doesn't feel right. There have been a few days we have not gotten them all in mm-hmm. because of weather, mm-hmm. where it has been raining and cold. I would say arguably they're more miserable about it than I am because they are even bigger creatures of habit than Mm -hmm. I am. And that's true. I like it, especially when it's the morning one that Mm -hmm. they miss because it's usually 4.30, 4.45 in the morning when we go. And people are like, you don't really do that. I'm like, want to bet? 4.45 does not exist for me. Chunga didn't (laughs) believe me, but when he saw me post those videos when it started getting cold and fall-like here recently, he's like... You really do that? Yes, I do. I get up at 5.30. And no. <laughs> My husband does too because he rides his bike to work. I still say Chris is crazy for that. Well, like yes. for me, I, I've hit a point with my, my weight loss where now I do need to start mm-hmm. exercising. Mm. And for me, I, I set the goal initially. The habit that I wanted to form was for the month of September, I was going to go to the gym three times a week. Okay. Even if it was, again, just five minutes. I'd sure. go in. Do a bench press and leave. That's it. I'm hitting a point now where if I miss a day for whatever reason, we're super busy one week. I just physically cannot fit the time in because I I have a theory about gyms. You guys have a lot of stuff going on with Ron, especially this month. This month. I mean, not that the holidays really are going to get any better. Mm December is going to be insane too. But it's, I miss a day and I I absolutely Mm -hmm. feel it. It feels weird. That's how I was when I was walking six miles a day. I I, I have a theory about gyms. Now, I may be way off, but there's an <laughs> okay. optimal distance from your home that your gym has to be. Okay. How far are you thinking? I'm going to agree with that. <clears throat> I'm thinking it, it's got to be at least a five-minute drive. Okay. Because if you are too close to your gym, you're not going to go because you can go anytime that you want. If it's too far out of the way, you're never going to go because it's too inconvenient to go and it's too much out of your day. Okay. That's, but if you can find something that's like right on your way home. That's the hard part with my house is the closest gym is right down the street here, but it's Vasa. And There's nothing wrong with Vasa. I don't like them. I just, eh, not my favorites. The sad, the one that I liked is now closed here in Utah, 24-Hour Fitness. I liked that one, but it was just far enough where it was a pain in the butt to get to. Yeah. See, I had... Uh, anytime fitness they were open 24 hours mm-hmm. they weren't staffed 24 hours but you could go yeah. in with your key yeah and i liked that because i was a after everyone had gone to bed i'd drive to the gym and work out and then they went away from 24 hours and they started just being open certain hours and i got out of the habit because i couldn't go at the time of day i needed to go so there's something to be said for that 
the distance from your house, but, and it became too far of a drive for me mm-hmm. at that point. They moved it and they became too far of a drive and I just didn't want to put in the effort to do it. Yeah. Well, the, the first time that I actually started losing weight was back in 2016. Mm-hmm. I lived in Sandy, Utah, and I had to drive from Sandy, Utah to the South Jordan Salt Lake Community College campus. Okay. And right in between that drive mm-hmm. is Avasa. Yes. And I made it religiously three times a week. That's great. I moved to South Jordan right next to the Vasa there in South Jordan. Mm-hmm. Literally, my neighborhood was the neighborhood budding up to the, the gym. Okay. I never went. Because hmm. I would always say, oh, I'll go home. I'll grab my gym clothes and I'll go. Okay. Now you, that makes sense. You go home and yeah. you're home. So it, it's got to be like that that right distance from your home where you mm-hmm. actually have to make an effort, a, a decision to go. Right. And when it was where it was before, that was easy. It was 10 minutes from my house and there was not that excuse to stop home because it was a little out of the way. But then when they moved it, it became just far enough that it's like, you know what, that's more work than I'm willing to put in. And I fell out of the habit. For me, habit is another word for routine. I, routine. W- that's a great way. I, I am very much... That, yeah a person that is ingrained in my routines. And people always ask, why do you get up at the time you do? Part <laughs> of it is once I get going on something, mm-hmm. it's I as long as I have momentum, yeah. I I keep very consistent with things in my life. I think that's a very good key key term there is momentum. That's what habits allow you to do. Mm-hmm. Habits allow you to continue your momentum. There's another quote that you might need to add the little E <laughs> for but habits or motivation, motivation is fickle. It will leave you. Motivation is a bitch. It is. But habits will stay with you through thick and thin. True. Like motivation is going to leave you. Motivation is fleeting. It's going to come and go. But if you take hold of that motivation and create a habit with it, that's right. going to stick with you whether you like it or not. Oh, yeah. Michael Jordan talked about this with basketball. Uh, I love Michael Jordan. Michael mindset. Jordan. Whether it was rainy, whether it was sunny, whether he felt good or whether he didn't, he was always in the gym practicing his shot because that was his habit. That is what he did. Right. Uh, the other is, is I, I can't remember if this is Michael Jordan mm-hmm. or Steph Curry. Okay. Uh, but he said you should be more afraid of the person that practices one shot a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Than the person that practices 100 shots one time. I do think that was Michael Jordan. I think that was Michael I Jordan. I think it was, yeah. And, well, and in the book, he talks about the photography students. And you had the one students that were told, okay, you can take you, your grade is based on 100 photographs. You have to turn in 100 photographs. Mm-hmm. And each one is basically 1% of your grade. Okay. Then he had one set of students that you are going to turn in one photograph, and that's it. That is your grade. Hmm. And the students that turned in the 100 were much better than the students that turned in the one because the one, they were sitting there and analyzing, mm-hmm. and but the ones that had that consistent practice or better. were constantly wow. looking and getting better. So I, That's kind of cool. I like that. I agree. The more you do it, the better you're going to get at something. No matter what it is you're doing. And it's that Mm -hmm. consistent, just little corrections as you go through. Uh, Another phrase that I've heard used for this is called greasing the wheel. Mm -hmm. So you have one habit or one thing that you want to get better at. Keep practicing that one. You're greasing that wheel so that it gets easier and easier and easier as you do it. I like that. Is there a habit you want to break? Yeah. I've got lots of habits I'd like to break. Any you care to mention to inspire 
I, I actually am Our extremely listeners. open with a lot of things. I, I believe in accountability. I do too. Uh, it, and I think all of us here do. <laughs> yeah. Measuring and, and sharing things. My brother-in-law and Josh all have a access to a chart from my weight loss from 340 pounds all the way down to well, 285. Good for you. That's great. Right now, the habit that I'm trying to break is I wake up at 530. I go, I shower, I go right back to bed. So what I want to be doing is I want to get up. I want to grab my running shoes and go run because I've, I've got the weightlifting in three times a week. I need to start getting more cardio in. Okay. Well, that's... that's. I, I, I may not look it, but I actually have run a couple half marathons and I'd love to be able to do that again. Okay. Or I used to be an avid rock climber until I could not find anybody that was heavy enough to be my belayer. Okay. We've so, all been We've all been there. That that's that is a current habit that I'm I'm focusing on and trying to fix is I'm there waking up, but I need to make sure that my this is a great example of mm. a <laughs> bad habit or a neutral habit mm. or a good habit. I have a bad habit of waking up mm-hmm. and not doing anything, so mm-hmm. I can convert that bad habit to a positive habit. Okay, I like that. What yeah. about you, Ange? Oh, jeez, where, where can we start with my bad habit? <laughs> Um, probably my biggest one would be a habit I need to break is those sweet snacks and stuff that I reach Mm. for because I'm diabetic. It's not helping things and I need to get my blood sugar under control. I can be a much more healthy diabetic. Diabetic doesn't have to mean a death sentence or that your life is over or anything, but I do have to break some habits that I'm in and I have to make them habits like stop buying the sweets. So they're not in my house. To me, that's the easiest. If they're there, I know where they are. I know they're there. I'm the one that bought them. It's such a tough one. It mm-hmm. is. I stay away. I literally, as someone who used to be a Walmart grocery manager, I used to, I know exactly what aisle everything's on. And I just stay away from those aisles. Stay away from the chip aisle. Stay away from the candy aisle. Just little things like that. But now that I'm doing it, it's becoming easier. And yes, I have family in the house and grandkids and kids, but they're going to be okay not having those things too. And I'm not hurting things. But that's my biggest thing is I go to those sweet snacks, especially when I'm watching a movie or something. I want those sweet snacks. I think we become ingrained, too, mm-hmm. when stress happens to us. Oh, yeah, for the, sure. The, the, the comfort food. Oh, and I am a comfort food person. Yeah, when I get stressed, I my, my wife has told me she can tell when I'm stressed or when I am depressed or anything because I stop cooking. Oh, see, and that's the same with I love to cook. I love cooking. But lately, so, not so much. <laughs> might want to go to a, a nice spa day. Mm. <sighs> I need that. <laughs> uh, Ian has told me Elements Massage is, yeah, is good. It's pretty good. No, I think we all, anyone, even our listeners out there can think right now of habits that they want to break or form. Like, like you said, I like the word habit. Instead of just saying, I have a goal to not eat candy for this amount of time. How about I'm just making a habit not to do that anymore? Mm-hmm. Go reach for the carrots instead. You know, I love cucumbers. I love stuff like that. I mean, there's so many better options, and I can make it that a habit. I mean, why can't that be a fun food to sit down? Why can't I find something different to sit down and watch TV with versus some sweets and some chips and things like that? One Say, of the but... big quotes that stood out to me in that book was, habits are not a finish line to be crossed. They are a lifestyle to be lived. I yes, love I think that, that sums up everything we've been saying. Yeah. That one was just like, there you go. When you start looking at, for me, when I decided the diet that I'm doing is a lifestyle, 
It's not going to be a it fad. It is a style change. It's going to be something that mm-hmm. I, I am going to modify slightly because I'm not going to have to go to the extremes that I am yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. I am going to be able to modify it and add some things back in. It's going to be better. But you're already in the habit of eating that way. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be okay. Oh, yeah. I'll just be able to have rice again. Yay. Yay. I love rice. I don't love rice. That's weird. I know. Oh, love me some rice. I know. No, no. I just don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I just got the weirdest looks from both uh, of them. And she was the one telling you to go eat sushi. I know. I know. I, I like sushi. I got no <laughs> problem with sushi. <laughs> so are there some other books or authors on the subject you think people yeah. should look up? So my, my, my go-to books and like my habit gurus, obviously James Clear, he's got a mm-hmm. couple other books. Yeah. Uh, start with Atomic Habits. The other is Ryan Holiday. Okay. So he's got a book that is fantastic called The Obstacle is the Way. And it is all about using those challenges that you hit along the way of achieving your goals to motivate yourself and to propel yourself forward. It is a fantastic book. I highly recommend that one. Um, James Duig has The Power of Habits as well. And I would, again, go back to the one that I recommended to Josh, which is Carol Dweck's Mindset. Yes. Yes. I'm halfway through that one. We've actually discussed that one. That one is a fantastic book. I, I would say those are kind of my trinity of books. Oh, I like that. Mindset, Obstacle is Away, and Atomic Habits. All right. We need to make sure we Carol Dweck's, reference those on our... I, I love hers. Yeah. And when you start understanding the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset, yeah. it's a tough concept for you to embrace mm-hmm. because a lot of us don't realize how stuck we get mm-hmm. in things, especially as adults. We don't want to think of ourselves as we're probably far more creative and embrace growth as a child than we do as adults. <laughs> we don't like to think of ourselves as rigid. No. But oh, no. I'm so easygoing. Mm, I'm not. I like to think I am. I'm really not. My husband's sitting there in shock right now that I admitted that. Just so you know. <laughs> oh, he's laughing. He's laughing. He's like, what else is this? What else? Uh-oh. Truth serum just got applied. Oh, 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 oh. oh. But it wasn't supposed to get applied to me. I know. It's supposed to be in his. Did I switch the drinks? <laughs> I'm just too truthful anyway. You true. That's true. You are. You're a very open person. Weekly challenge. Yeah. Do you have one for Spencer? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. I, I would challenge everybody to do a habit audit. Okay. I like that. Go to James Clear's website and download that habit audit. Okay. And then report back. Let us know what what is the bad habit that you are planning on changing and what are you planning on stacking with it to change it oh i like that That's so a great how can people find you spencer so they can find me on twitter they can find me on instagram with ronan pants okay you cannot find me on facebook i am currently locked out of facebook yeah which is interesting i like i like that you are it'll be fun when you come back but it'll be interesting when i come back hey everyone <laughs> oh good lord <clears throat> hey everybody so Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. And thank you, Spencer, for joining us. Yeah, I'm sorry you had to wait. Dinner. No. Especially for this. Well, oh, life. Spencer, it was great. I think you'll like it when you hear it. gets very busy. And we all we understand that. And we do know that you have to put priorities mm-hmm, uh, where you need to. Sure. And especially we very much were concerned about your wife having to go into a school year with what is going on yeah. this year. Mad, yeah. mad respect to teachers. We've I've shouted them out a lot. I've got three cousins that are teachers and all different districts. It's weird to see how each district has handled this. So, And unfortunately, I have a child in the Utah County system. I'm so, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that Davis District's trying to go to the 
the format that everybody else in the, the state is leaving to go to what Davis District is doing. Uh, be sure you hit subscribe or follow, depending yes, on the platform that you find us on. If you get a chance, be sure you go and listen to Spencer on Radio Ronin, if you don't do that already. If you haven't, you've now heard all four of them. You have. You've now Chunga, heard Chandler, Josh, and Spencer, and we are going to be having them back. And yep. In fact, we're going to shake it up a little. We're going to try we're and get some, do some duos and yeah. stuff in here. Some different duos than you would think. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. Are you going to make me debate Chunga because he will chew me up and spit me no, out? No, no. 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 You know, I feel like me and you tag teaming him. Maybe we've got maybe, a chance. Maybe we do. Maybe. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure that you share us with everybody you know. Yes, please. And that helps us the most. Great. Thank you so much and enjoy your week, everyone. Have a nice week. <laughs>